Welcome to uh, this week's Youth and Policy podcast. I'm your host, Ben Krause. I'm joined here with Connor, Cowboy Connor. How are you doing today? I'm not bad. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, today we're going to be talking about comedy and politics. Probably a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun episode. But uh, before we start talking about that, uh, how'd you get into political TikTok for the people that, uh, that don't oh. know you? I originally got into political TikTok uh, for environmental reasons. Um, I had a few environmental awareness videos, um, and I actually saw Johnny G's. I don't know if you're familiar with his political TikTok account, and he had those videos where he was like POV Republican, and he was walking towards the camera with a funny caption. And that's the first video I had that blew up. I did something related to medical professionals and COVID-19, um, and that was kind of my beginning. And then I started kind of, I, I extended from just environmental issues and started talking about kind of everything. Yeah, and and Connor, you've amassed five hundred thirty thousand followers on TikTok. That is a a big feat, and and a big portion of that is because of these these comedy political TikToks that, that yeah. you've done. And so I, also um, have a, I have a second account as well, which was the, yeah, and 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 he has a second account where um he posts just just ra- random random funny stuff yeah. that I find really really enjoyable. But um, we can get into into why comedy and politics is important. So why why do you think? comedy and politics is is important specifically when it pertains to the to the youth i mean i think specifically like our political climate right now like it's just unappealing for the youth to be quite honest like people like often told me like when i first started posting especially when i was like more just like mixing like blatant like non-political humor and then political stuff they were like oh my god i'm pressing uninterested like get out of here get out of here with this stuff and i think I literally see comedy like simply stated as kind of a gateway into politics. Um, it's like, it's like a sugarcoated way to propose very serious public affairs to people who may not want to hear about a said topic. Um, so I really do see it as somewhat of a sugarcoat, but it doesn't have to be a sugarcoat all the time. You know, like there's, there's several uses for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd like to talk some about some of your specific characters that, that you have one of them being Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, the uh, yeah. how, well, what's the story behind behind Mitchell for the for the audience? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a big supporter of Black Lives Matter, and I sell it in lots of different ways. Um, and I think Mitchell kind of so a lot of people think these characters like it's from where I am. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm not around, and none of my family members even have an accent. Even my extended family in the Midwest does not have a Southern accent. I have no idea where this character is coming from. Um, but what I can infer is that it's from my comment sections. And so we would literally take comments, like all of it's improv. We don't script anything and we like redo it every time. If like there's a mess up just cause it makes it original, but like a lot of like my talking points are inspired by comments. So it's kind of like turning my comments into characters. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but yeah, like I was literally pulling these talking points out of my comment sections and just turning them into characters cause it's just funny. And yeah, yeah I mean, that's basically the story behind my characters. And they kind of yeah, just yeah, for, for, what people think is funny. Yeah, for for those for those that don't know, Mitchell is a uh, is a back the blue person who kind of idolizes these um, these police officers, and it, it's it's really funny to watch. So um, I, I'm I'm assuming you've you've kind of liked comedy your entire life. So did you find it easy to integrate comedy into politics, or has this been something that you've kind of had trouble doing? Yeah. So I've like. I, 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 I'm kind of like, I'm a clown sometimes, like definitely like, I, like not a, I am an obnoxious clown at times I'd say during my childhood, but like, I was one of those clowns that like was funny and then had like specific academic interests. Like I, I could separate comedy. And so like realistically before TikTok, I would like joke around a lot, but I'd also like before TikTok, like in terms of my academia, like I would 
like when I was talking about politics or environmental issues, whether it be for a school presentation or our community presentation before TikTok, it was dead serious. Like I didn't like put like I didn't combine the two before TikTok. And so, yeah, I guess like I was like I was like I was a funny guy and a political guy, but they were separated. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so do you think it was was easy to integrate them? Like once you had the idea, like oh, I'm gonna make comedy and political content. Did did you find it easy, or was that kind of hard to find where where to put the comedy and where to put the actual facts in? I think it was easy on the platform being TikTok. Like TikTok has so like there's just ins- not only inspiration everywhere, but like the sounds, the effects, the trends. It's so easy to spin something off to like push a certain narrative. Like it's it's honestly the perfect platform to com- combine comedy with subjects that you may not consider compatible with comedy. So I think like TikTok made the process easy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, we see a lot of people kind of following suit with uh with the comedy TikTok kind of thing. Do you think this mm-hmm. is this is a new kind of I'm not, I'm not gonna say branch of of politics, but do you think this is gonna be like a new level of politics going in the future, specifically with the youth growing up around this kind of comedy infused politics? Yeah, one of the most exciting things I saw from my content is like actually people like redoing my trends. I had no problem with that. Um, and I think that like, although I know a lot of people like I, I'm, I'm an easily, I'm an easily digestible political channel. I know my audience, I know who I'm attracting. And so, no, I'm not going to debunk the ECP on my, on my, on my channel. That being said, yeah. I feel like comedy, like, I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm solely responsible for this, but I feel like we've extended the audience of political TikTok by integrating comedy as much as possible. And like personally, and I know others have adapted this posting style. It's quite literally a satirical video and informational video, a satirical video and informational video. Not only do the two pop off each other in terms of like views and interaction, content interactions, but it makes it, it is your account is suddenly very digestible to the odd person. And the odd person might just find one of your jokes funny out of the political context and then see one of your informational videos and be like, Oh, cool. That's not that bad. Like, he can do both. And I think a lot of people are doing that and it's growing our audience significantly. So, so do you think because of, of TikTok and because of this comedy infused politics, you think you see Gen Z uh, generations after that being more politically, uh, I guess, knowledgeable, more politically literate because of, of this um, and infusing between comedy and politics? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be difficult to like, put the responsibility on comedy or just like the, the platforms we have access to on social media. But like, yeah, illiterate. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, we just have like, we have a more diverse knowledge base, I guess, whether said information is like correct or not is up to determine. There's a lot of bias obviously, but yeah, I'd say like, like the combination of comedy with like a very easily accessible platform has contributed to Gen Z being more involved and knowledgeable. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's also interesting to see is that we have all sides of the spectrum kind of adding to this this comedy kind of thing. So like if if you see like a funny post like bashing on on the left, will, will you like give it like be like oh yeah, kudos to them that that's like a funny video. Yeah. No, I I definitely do to a certain extent. Like obviously like like obviously there's a double standard there. Like there it, there literally is and that's fine. I've kind of accepted that. I see people like, like, for example, my, like my new kind of string that I've been doing is like, I play like a happy song and then I like do a dance and then have like a caption, like conservatives win so-and-so. And a lot of people have been doing that with liberals. And it's like, regardless of what they're saying is true or not, like 
fair play, I guess. I yeah. think it's, I think there's no, I, there's no reason why they cannot do that. There's no, I have no like specific problem with them using comedy in a similar way that I do. I, I don't have a problem with that. So I, I guess what I'd ask you next is, do you, do you see this bringing civility back into politics kind of? Ooh, I don't know if it brings civility. I think, I think to a certain population maybe, but a lot of people get really mad. And I do worry about that sometimes. And don't worry. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, Connor, you constantly bash people. I think people that know me or have like had a discussion with me understand that I'm not about just bashing people, but I am about if like my, I guess like if you look at the pros of what I'm doing, I'm trying to break down barriers. I hope that even some people that disagree with my videos can have a chuckle. And that literally is my intention. I swear to God, but people that just develop a negative attitude towards me just tend to get very upset about my videos and sometimes a little bit out of pocket. And I think I am out of pocket at times. So I think there's a certain aspect of my videos that encourage out of pocket behavior. And there's another that are like through that behavior, breaking down barriers, hopefully. So I'd say, I would say it's still like a net positive, but there's definitely negatives attributed. Yeah, no, there, there, there's definitely the haters that are like, Oh my God, why, why'd you make a, so, yeah. such a bad I mean, video about just, me. Just, just like a thing for advice if you don't like my videos and you comment on one of my povs like it, it's not a good idea because everyone's gonna assume that it's you my video like typically the people that are mad are like getting called out i don't know that's fine and, and, and like you said you take your ideas from the comments so, so if you comment on one of cowboy connor's videos yes you might you <laughs> might be the next pov but um or like i'm like I wonder if like people realize that I never like respond to the specific comment. I just build my characters like freestyle, but like, I wonder if people that comment, they're like, Oh my God, this, this MF just made a skit about me. I don't know. Yeah. So, so how, how many characters do you have now? I know you have Mitchell who's like your back the blue kind of guy. I know you've had a couple other people or is, yeah, is, Mitchell, kind of like your, is Mitchell kind of like your ongoing character or. Yeah, Mitchell's my most popular one just because it's like a back to blue bootlicker type thing. Um, but then I also have Ronnie, who's like my older character, who's kind of like like very socially conservative. And then I have like like two others that are like kind of like like I have one guy that's like um like kind of like misogynistic, and then I have another one that's like I guess I have like two Ronnies, racist Ronnie and then homophobic Ronnie, I guess. I don't know. But it's like Ronnie and Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess um and I, and I think what people don't realize specifically about you is that they see your comment and like, "Oh, he's just a jokester." But you actually you post informational content also and you're you're very knowledgeable in in what you post. So, I mean, what 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 would you say to the people that just think that, "Oh, I'm I'm just a comedy political TikToker. I'm I'm not super duper knowledgeable." Yeah, I see my satirical content get weaponized against me like on a daily basis. And at first it actually really pissed me off because I post a stupid video and then people are like, wow, y'all are really listening to this guy about other stuff. And that honestly annoyed me. And it, and it's still it's an ongoing problem. Like because I got jokes sometimes, I just get like my credibility is just kind of frowned upon. And like it's whatever, honestly. Like if, if you if you if you have a problem with me making jokes and then in the next video like having a, a serious tone of voice, that's up to you. I don't know. All yeah, I, I, I ask is you judge me by the content of my informational videos and don't like cross reference. But yeah, you know, and, and like you said, you've you've grown an audience from from the people that like the comedy stuff, from the people that like the informational stuff, 
and you you give the informational stuff to the people that like the comedy stuff and like you said they're they're learning from it whether they let, like what they're learning or not whether they take it or mm-hmm. not that's up to them but you are at the at their disposal to give them uh their stuff mm-hmm. so um i guess you like you said you have a another account i i don't is it Jiggin? It used to be Jiggin White Boy, oh, it's, right? Jiggin White Boy, but yesterday I don't know what happened. I like was like editing my profile and I somehow changed my username to like it's like Jiggin OG. I guess that's sort of cool for a mistake, like orange juice or like Jiggin OG. Yeah, Jiggin OG, and that's like almost at 200k, which has been super fun because it's like non-political. Which yeah, and then, and then that's non-political. So like I saw the other day that you were posting like. Uh, like a uh, like just dad stuff like when they're going out to eat. oh yeah like, yeah, like, yeah no that, yeah. that stuff's funny like whether you don't believe it, agree with this politics or not like that's yeah. funny yeah. but um but yeah I'm, I'm happy that you're that you're getting out your uh your funny side on on political yeah, and non-political rationale behind that account is like why that account was made kind of related to what we're talking about okay a i wasn't in the creator fund on my other account and like this account my another account is a way for me to make a little bit of money i'll say that because i don't make any money off my main account but the other reason why I wanted to make that second account was to give people more, like to, to have people relate to me on a more personal level. I think that's so important. It's something I've always focused on building my platform. Like a lot of people call me out like, oh, well, MJ is like, are all these people are like, they have so much better content. I don't even disagree. I learned so much from these people. But like I came on TikTok to make a difference and reach the largest audience possible and get as many people engaged. And that is my objective. Um, and so like, I'm constantly just trying to relate to people. I'm trying to get people's attention and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get people involved with politics. I honestly could not care less if once I get them involved, they move further left or further right. Obviously I have bias in my videos, but I just want to get our generation involved. And that's why I'm like, that's why I, I try to incorporate comedy or even just defer from politics altogether in certain videos. I just want to like, I almost want to like normalize getting political. I know that might sound like depressing, but I've also no, been no. Able to like develop relationships with other big TikTok creators. And I'm not going to like name all these names. I don't, I don't know, but like it is so awesome to me that big TikTok creators are okay with following me and being associated with me despite some negative like things that could come along with that with their said audience. You know what I mean? And like yeah. that's really cool to me. So. Yeah, and I, I think I'm, I'm of course not attributing it to only you, but I do, I do think that you're a big part of it. Some big creators are starting to make kind of more political content. I think one of the biggest yeah. ones being Stixie. Stixie's starting to make some more political content here. Yeah, Mr. Bruno. We even had Polo Boy. Like the thing that I did with you know, I think one of like the coolest trends I've started, and I know there was actually a little bit of lashback for this, but it was like the the trans trend, like the accepting the trans kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like yeah. we got Polo Boy doing that. We got all these big creators doing this. And they got serious lashback from their audience. And they kept the videos up like absolute G's that they are, you know. That's cool. Yeah, no, that that is for sure cool. And um I guess I guess while while we're wrapping this up, we can go into some some more stuff that, that you're talking about. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know. I think like ever since like we've incorporated comedy and like myself and others have been doing this, I've personally seen a lot of growth on a lot of these political TikTok accounts. Like obviously we had an election coming up and there was like a lot of hype around the like political subjects. But even after the election, we still have a lot of account growth on a lot of these political accounts. 
not necessarily even talking about the election, but I just think that our audience has just grown so much larger. I don't know. Yeah, you 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 have a big kind of kind of stand following now of a, of a bunch of people that I, I don't really know what stand means. I don't know what it means either. I, but yeah, no, we have. And like, again, it gets weaponized against me. Like, I, I'm not taken seriously in the political TikTok community. That's fine. It's honestly okay. I know I'm not like a traditional. I'm kind of like in both worlds. Like, I don't t- touch on deep subjects a lot. Um, like, like for example, when I'm talking in a live stream, I definitely seem like a different person sometimes than like in my informational videos. Like, I just don't talk about certain things because I know my audience. But like, that's a part of the game, man. It's literally a part of the game. It's all part of the game. I think the growth can also be attributed to um to just Elio's live streams on Twitch. Yes. Oh my god, bro. It's been ridiculous. And it's, it's, it's everyone's live streams. And everyone's live stream. Yeah. Once people started to go on Twitch, it all it all started to to change. Because we got like the you, American Hannah, typical Democrat, and um Paul sometimes. Like yep. you you guys go live, you guys get a bunch of viewers. Ilya goes live with Jonah and all them and you, and they get a bunch of viewers. And yeah. they're, they're just attracting more people. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Us, man. We don't even talk politics like 90% yeah. of the time in those lives, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, uh, Connor, thank you for joining me once again. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, let me know whenever. I, it's I, like, I think the first time that we actually had you on the podcast, you were at like 30K. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. You, I, I think I, I remember that first time I got on this podcast was uh, my first gang pull-up vid, which – that trend, like I had posted the gang pull-up trend like 20 minutes before I went on your podcast. And that trend took me from like 40K to like 150K. Yeah. Over the span of like one week. That's just crazy. Like the time frame. It was literally the same day that I posted that same video. That well, was time. that was that like the moment that you were like, wait, this comedy thing can kind of kind of get me some growth and, and yeah, because involved. right after the gang pull-up vid, we did a random Mitchell skit. Like we actually it was Ronnie. Ronnie was our first character random Ronnie skit back to back and that like I, I think oh my god that this was the craziest four days I think I got like almost 100k in four days like first it was like the gang pull up bit and then right after that it was like the I don't support Black Lives Matter because some Marxist terrorist organization I don't care if you're black purple and that got like 400k and then we did a Ronnie one about LGBTQ and that one blew up and then we did Mitchell the day after that and then we did another Mitchell. So we had four in a row that got like over 500K likes. It was ridiculous. That was literally so, when comedy like took – I got – that's when I like actually built – suddenly I had a split fan base. You know what I mean? And that was interesting. It was difficult to work with, but it was very productive. Yeah. But you say we and our. Do you have like a little a little team that you film these with in a – Yes, yes. Okay. I, 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 I need to give more credit. Definitely put this in the stream. So I film with two other people. Obviously, due to COVID, we don't see anyone else. We're extremely safe about it. Um, fact check us. Do as much. We're so safe. It is literally me and two other people. Yeah. Um, and it it's so interesting. So usually what we do is like we like sit in the car and we kind of have a political topic we want to touch on. And we look for a sound or we think of like like a character that would, that would fit this well. And then they, I don't know if you guys have seen the camera work, but the camera work is so sick. And so, like, they they have these jokes kind of, like, down just like I do. And, like, they switch off filming, and there's no correlation between, like, one of my filmers, like, Chris and then Caesar. Like, they have their own individual filming styles. Some of you guys actually even learn and can guess who's filming each video. But it's literally a think tank. It's literally us three, every single video. All my informational videos I post alone, um, and some of my comedy ones are alone. But, like, 
a lot of the big videos have been a, a group effort. Not only that, but like I've been ever since like I've had like 10K, I've been like been able to talk with a lot of people in the community. So like I talked to, uh, I mean like Paul and Kaz were my first yeah. two friends. And like they started doing comedy like similar to what I did and I kind of adapted some of their content. And so, yeah, like this was all a group effort. Like, like a lot of it, like, yes, I thought of these ideas, but to like really pull it out and produce it on the scale that I have been able to, like, it's, it's seriously been not only like with like the people I film with, but just by the, the community as a whole, it's been really cool. Yeah. So, so, sidetracking to talking about the Polytalk community, they're, they're, they're a good group of people that, that are on Polytalk. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course there's like the, the few people that are not, not wanted. Yeah. But no, yeah, uh, for the most drama. part. Yeah. For the most part, they're all really chill people in there. It's it's been a pleasure to talk to mo- most of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. But uh thank you for joining us this week. Hopefully this won't be the last time. But yeah, th- thank you for joining us. Yep. Uh, all right. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to continue to support us, you can do so by checking out our Instagram pages at, at youth and policy and at watch verbum. You can also look at our website at www.yipinstitute.com. Make sure to follow our page as we upload weekly. Have a great day.